And David said on that day, Whosoever getteth up to the gutter, and smiteth the Jebusites, and the lame and the blind that are hated by David's soul, he shall be chief and captain. Wherefore they said, The blind and the lame shall not come into the house. 2 Samuel 5.8 Lord, because you are my king, like David's mighty men, I will pray that my bravery, devotion, and wit would mirror you. I declare that as I train for my future destiny, I will not waver in my training and dedication. Thank you for giving me special gifts and abilities that will allow me to conquer whatever I face. Like Shama, I will stand in the gap for those who can't fight for themselves. As you elevate my influence, I will care for the heart of your people like King David and his mighty men. In the same way, I will praise you for assembling a squad around me like the dream team. I thank you that each person you assign to my life are gifted with supernatural abilities and with even bigger hearts for you. I declare that loyalty and a warrior's heart will rule in the hearts of those you've surrounded around me. Today I will lift up my voice and let out a war cry that declares, because the God of the universe is for me, no one will overcome me. I am anointed and appointed to reign in life, and I gladly accept my position of power and influence. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for making prayer a priority in your life. To hear the Bible come to life, stay tuned for The Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. David and His Mighty Men In our last story, we learned about David's alliance with Abner that was quickly thwarted by his general Joab. Joab murdered Abner as revenge for his brother's death. David did not honor Joab's actions, yet allowed God to be the one who judged him. Meanwhile, three men murdered King Ishbosheth in order to please David. David was not pleased and would not have the blood of a king on his hands, so he executed the men where they stood. Despite all the dysfunction, civil war, and heartache, David was finally crowned king over all Israel. He would usher in a new era of peace and restoration. Now we learn about David's mighty men. Their bravery, devotion, and wit mirrors that of their king, inspired by the book of 2 Samuel. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In our previous story, we saw how Abner walked away from Ishbosheth to side with David, whom he knew was the rightful ruler for all of Israel. Their alliance was short-lived, however, as Joab took revenge on Abner for killing his brother and murdered Abner in cold blood. David chose to spare Joab's life, but sent him away and left it to God to deal with Joab's sin. We also learned that Ishbosheth's men killed him in his sleep and brought his head to David, hoping to be praised for their act in his behalf. Instead, David condemned them for raising their hand against Ishbosheth and executed them on the spot, a sign that he wanted to come to power through reconciliation rather than violence. In the end, 
The rulers of Israel crowned David as king over all of Israel, and the kingdom was unified under one king. But David did not stand alone. God surrounded him with mighty men of valor, 30 men who emulated David's heart of mercy, bravery, and wisdom. And today, we'll hear the story of David's mighty men. The sun beat heavily against David's back as he trained. In the hot eastern sun, David swung his sword with ferocity and precision. His men trained beside him in the heat of the midday. Their training could mean the rise or fall of Israel, so they did not waver in their discipline. David's strength grew day by day, as did the strength of his men. His courage was greatly due to the men he surrounded himself with. Thirty warriors followed David on all of his travels. These were called his mighty men. Together, they protected the people of Israel. Three of the thirty governed Israel alongside David as his most trusted warriors and counselors. There was Jashabim, who was the captain of the mighty men. Jashabim was relentless in battle, and once stood his ground against eight hundred men in battle with a single spear. His strength was unparalleled, and his tactful mind proved as an asset to David. Then there was Eleazar. When a Philistine horde had descended upon David and the armies of Israel, all of the men fled except David and Eleazar. Eleazar fought alongside David until his hand clung to his sword from cramping. He was the closest to David and undyingly loyal. Last of the three was Shammah. Shammah was a man of principle and bravery. One day the Philistines were pursuing the people of Israel, and every man fled. However, Shammah stood his ground at a small bean patch in order to protect the farmers there. He fought with the heart of a guardian, and proved to David he was willing to lay his life down for the sake of the small and helpless. David's mighty men were a representation of David's leadership. He cared for them and trained them in the ways of battle and politics. In return, the mighty men fought for David and the people of Israel. Not only did they fight, but they responded to the needs of the people and helped care for them. David's heart was enriched by their friendship, and they were empowered by his guidance. One evening, David and his men were camped in the cave of Adullam. There they waited to ambush the Philistines who had taken over the city of Bethlehem. The men waited for days, needing the perfect moment to strike down the Philistines. They became weary and thirsty, for their supplies had begun to wear thin. In the cool of the night, David leaned back with his back against the cave walls, staring at the fire. There he talked to his men about Bethlehem, telling stories of the lions that would come out and take his sheep. David closed his eyes. A single tear fell from his eye. Ah! What I wouldn't give to take a drink from the well of Bethlehem again, David said with a slight frown. He missed his home and was grieved that it had been overrun by Philistines. As David said this, he drifted off into sleep. As David was sleeping, three of his men gathered their weapons and fled the cave. They laid low and near the mountainside as they made their way into Bethlehem. The small city was crawling with Philistines. One false step and they would be killed in an instant. Drunken laughter could be heard in the streets as the three men crawled their way into the city. They made their way to the gate where the well of Bethlehem was. Philistine tents surrounded the area, and soldiers were near the gate keeping watch. 
With the light touch of a cat, one of the men crouched his way to the well and drew some water into his canteen. The two other men watched from a few yards away. Slowly he filled the canteen and began to make his way back on all fours. As he was crawling, a guard spotted him from above the gate. Israelites! the soldier yelled, and immediately a swarm of Philistines rushed him. The two other mighty men drew their swords and burst through the Philistine soldiers. Together the men ran through the alleys of Bethlehem, fighting Philistines along the way. There was no other way out but to fight through the gate. So the three of them swung their swords with complete grace, just as David had taught them. Dozens of Philistines fell that night, and the three men were able to escape with their lives back to the caves. Dawn was approaching, and the men returned with exhausted smiles on their faces. The morning sun rays peeked through the cave entrance. The men slapped one another's backs and laughed as they entered the cave. The men bowed before David and presented him with the canteen filled with water from Bethlehem. David held the canteen, dumbfounded that the men had gone to such great lengths to get him the water. David opened the canteen slowly. He looked at the men with a smile. David stood up and walked to the entrance of the cave and poured the water out before the Lord and said, These men risked their lives for this water. It is not mine to drink. This act of courage for the sake of David embodied who the mighty men were. They were great warriors devoted to David. Together they trained in the hot sun, keeping the safety of Israel and glory of God on the forefront of their minds. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king, all the tribes gathered together to mount an attack against him. When David learned of the incoming attack, he gathered his mighty men and went to meet them at the valley of Rephaim. The men looked down at the sea of Philistines below. Thousands of Philistines had gathered. They came with steel and fire, ready to tear David and his men limb from limb. Before the battle, David met with the Lord again, as he once did before facing Goliath. He prayed with his knees driven into the gravel. Earnestly, he bowed before God and asked, Do I have your favor to go up against them? David's fists clenched as he awaited God's response. In the solitude, the Lord spoke quietly, I have given them into your hand. So David arose and walked towards camp with intent. He gathered his men on top of the hill overlooking the valley. David raised his sword high in the air and roared towards the Philistines. Like a rushing wind, the men of Israel descended upon the Philistine soldiers and scattered on all ends of the valley. David broke into a group of Philistine soldiers and fought his way to the center of the battle. The soldiers surrounded David with intent to kill. David found himself absorbing the blows of dozens of Philistine soldiers. Growing tired from battle, David began to fall. Yet his mighty men broke into the group of Philistines and struck them down. The Philistines shattered under the fist of David and his mighty men. Our story begins with the new king of Israel, David, training alongside of his men. He had finally risen to the highest position in the land, king of all of Israel. But this was not the time to sit back and relax, or to become complacent, or just enjoy the spoils of war. He was to be ready, seeking God's will and strengthening his own body to defend and rescue the nation. David's courage and resolve came first from God, but also from the men who surrounded him these mighty men of valor who joined to serve alongside of David and defend Israel. 
The book of Proverbs tells us that as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. And that is precisely what these men did for one another and for David. Their example highlights the importance of being surrounded by those who seek God's grace and God's good, who are selfless and who seek the Lord. David's mighty men were a reflection of his leadership and his courage to fight for God's people. And these men were deeply committed to their king. On one occasion, David was hiding in the caves of Adullam, preparing to attack the Philistines who had taken Bethlehem. David lamented not being able to drink the water from the well of his own hometown. That night as he slept, three of his men snuck into Bethlehem to fill a jug of water for David. They were able to draw water, but were discovered and had to fight their way out of town, killing many Philistines in the process. When they returned to camp and presented the water to David, he was deeply moved, but he would not drink the water. Instead, he poured it out in sacrifice to the Lord, saying in 2 Samuel 23, verse 17, Far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Shall I drink the blood of the men who went at the risk of their own lives? Therefore, he would not drink it. These things the three mighty men did. We could look at this and be shocked or even offended that David seemingly wasted this precious gift that was brought to him by his men at great personal risk. But in reality, David was doing something far greater than quenching his thirst. He was demonstrating in a powerful way that he knew his men and their gift was a blessing from God. So he poured it out, not as a waste, but as a sacrifice, a praise of thanksgiving. David would demonstrate this kind of understanding many times in his life, that an offering that costs nothing is not worthy to give to his God. And when David was faced with opportunities for battle to fight against the enemy, his first step always was to seek the Lord. When the Philistines learned that he was the king, they prepared an attack against him. David went to the Lord and asked if he should engage and if God would give him the enemy into his hands. Rather than acting impulsively and impatiently, as Saul had done before him, David went to God, waited, listened, prayed, and then act accordingly. This was the kind of king that God wanted for his people. And as a result, the Lord gave David many victories. But the king knew that something was still not right. The Ark of the Covenant needed to be returned to its home in Israel. And we'll hear how David sets his mind to do that the next time. Dear God, we thank you for today's story of the mighty men of David and what it teaches us about the importance of being surrounded by people who share our heart, our courage, our vision. Help us to do likewise and help us always to seek your guidance in life's battles. May we seek you first in every fight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer and Bible study a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love or know. And by sharing this podcast, we can get the Word of God to the world. And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's power for Christian living, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality.